Welcome to the More Happiness, Less Suffering podcast. I'm Casey Howe, Senior Meditation and Dharma Teacher for Inside LA. And I'm Dr. Monisha Vasa, Psychiatrist. In our little podcasting studio in Orange County, California, we bring wisdom from the couch and the cushion to your real-life questions and struggles. So grab a cup of tea and join us. We're, We're so glad, glad you're, you're here. here. We are speaking today about working with loss and all of us in in different situations in different periods of our life have to be with loss and there's many different aspects of loss and therefore different ways to meet it and and to work with it so I'm here with Dr. Monisha Vasa as always nice to be with you all again and yeah today talking about loss specifically right now um, with everything that's happening in the world with COVID-19 loss is a theme that I think is important for us to discuss Um, but of course it's a universal theme that we all navigate at different points in our life um, for different reasons. And I think what is interesting is uh, the different aspects of loss and so we're going to get into that in a moment and so we can meet it with some sense of of openness and some sense of awareness. But as we do each time, we're going to begin the podcast with a poem. And this actually comes from my book, Becoming Water. And this is a poem that exhibits maybe the opposite of of loss. And I think Dr. Vasa is going to read it. Dear one, The love you feel from another is your reflection being mirrored back to you. You are love as a mountain is a mountain. No one can give you this or take it away. If a mountain forgets, it sees its reflection in the lake below, but it has never ceased to be a mountain. You may see your reflection in another's eyes but love you can never cease to be. So beautiful. Thank you. Do you happen to remember when you wrote that poem or what was behind it? I actually do. Uh, It was one morning as I was looking through my Instagram feed and somebody that I don't know, a stranger, this woman, she was very sad and I think she had a breakup of some kind and so she was feeling very lonely and I wrote that to her although I didn't send it to her because I didn't know her as a complete stranger but I I felt like we all feel like that sometimes and we need we need that reminder that when we check in and we let everything go all of our beliefs, all of our concepts, all of our ideas, all the suffering thoughts that are just coming and going, when we rest in what remains, when all of that is let it, let just just settle, this is what's there. And you know that, as, as is written, we can't, nothing could take that away from us because it's more essence-based other than contrived. There's definitely contrived love. Uh, this is usually called attachment. <laughs> love with condition. Um, and that goes for self-love too. 
So, you know, looking at that poem in regards to today's topic is that the sense of loss is um, these things that, in a way, we've kind of added to ourselves and then we take them away. Um, there's this funny anim, uh, comic that I'm thinking of, like a comic strip. Maybe you have seen it, but it's in regards to enlightenment. And th there's this guy, and he digs a ditch. He's standing on top of the ground in the beginning frame. And then he digs this ditch. Then he climbs in the ditch. And then he, then he climbs out of the ditch, and he puts his ar arms up like he just achieved something great. <laughs> and um, anyway, some of the loss that we that we suffer from, we've kind of added on to ourselves. And this is not to make you know, light of it because loss is very real, but we do want to investigate some of the loss that comes from just internal beliefs and concepts. And these are the things that when we look at and add wisdom to them, we can really cut down on um, how much they cause us suffering. And there's some things obviously with people in our lives and whatnot that we really can't do anything about except to accept the fact that loss exists. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's such a good point about, you know, there's different types of loss and our reaction to those types of loss and how we cope with, with varying losses. Um, to some extent depends on the type of loss that we're we're dealing with but but sometimes we forget to ask ourselves some of those questions you know um, which is what type of loss is this and what does it mean to me um, right now I think in particular with the current pandemic situation there's many types of loss that people are feeling um, I think the people who are you know trying to stay at home and work from home and practice social distancing, you know, as we all need to be right now. It's, um, there's a lot of loss of routine, uh, structure, identity, social outlets. Um, and then for patients, there's loss of health and well-being, um, sometimes even the loss of just basic bodily functions like the ability to breathe, um, just a fundamental loss. And then, you know, for our healthcare providers, you know, there's loss of safety, you know, there's loss also of um, structured work hours and routine, just being, you know, in these frontline situations and, and working extended hours and, and to the points of, of fatigue. And so everybody, I think, in a sense, is dealing with their their own types of loss in this situation. and. Sometimes I think it can just be helpful to name it um, because we we might be feeling grief, you know, over those losses, all of the emotions that can come with come with recognizing loss. Um, but sometimes the very first step is even just naming or acknowledging um, the losses that we might be feeling. And sometimes we actually skip over that step. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the kind of umbrella loss that that I see is the loss of control so we're trying to control there's so much in our lives routinely that we feel is in control 
like we wake up and we eat our breakfast that you know if we want to eat the same cereal every day and the same type of milk every day we can and then we get if you're a coffee drinker or something you might go get your same coffee and then you could always depend upon your commute to be something whether it's good or bad and um there's a sense of control and then <clears throat> when everything goes sideways there's this loss of control and so i i think one of it one of the um, antidotes to this like you mentioned is just naming it and and naming yeah this is a sense of you know this is a loss of control which is part of day-to-day existence we we all get agitated when we want something and it doesn't go our way especially when it's progress oriented one of the fastest way to frustration is when we're trying to make progress it could be walking from your kitchen sink to your trash can and your partner gets in your way or something whenever progress is halted mm-hmm. <clears throat> then frustration arises when we have somewhere to go something to do some idea in our mind that we want this sense of progress to happen and then when that gets stumped there's frustration and it's part of not being able to control everything to make that progress happen mm-hmm. and and with this pandemic then there's a there's a sense of even progress itself even being able to control that I want to proceed in a certain way you know Dr. Voss and I were talking about this talking about this this morning about this energy of slowing down is is something that some people are having to deal with and that is something that we're not accustomed to like like success and whatnot is is to it looks a certain way which is usually progress oriented it's usually addition oriented it's like I'm going to add this to my life I'm going to do this I'm going to achieve this and therefore feel a sense of contentment and we're being asked to to move that that meter if if you will um, that uh, points to success looks like this uh, and it might not anymore mm-hmm. at least for now it might look something different just today not anymore but just today what's it look like mm-hmm. and to be able to pivot and shift our idea of what that's going to look like mm-hmm. what's success today going to look like uh, what's contentment today going to look like yeah Yeah, I was noticing, just as you said, a lot of frustration, I think, because I was trying to apply the same parameters of, you know, in a very, very different time, like those same expectations of, you know, wanting to move certain things forward on, you know, projects or goals or whatnot on a certain timeline. And now, as you said, we're in this energy of slowing down, of turning inward, of being at home. and and so you know it's just not possible and so i think the struggle or the internal struggle is you know do you continue to say well this is the new normal and i'm just going to push forward and you know figure out new ways and pivot and keep going at the same pace or do we sort of say well maybe this is a time that we need to shift our expectations and we actually need to take a step back and we need to slow down and we need to relax our energy a little bit um, and it's hard it's hard to know Um, I also know that sometimes 
you know, there can be a lot of other associated feelings, like I'm struggling with staying home, I'm struggling with slowing down, I'm struggling with the loss of those routines and outlets, you know, that we talked about. And I feel a bit of guilt because my colleagues who are healthcare providers who are, you know, in the hospitals and, and you know, working, you know, with their own safety and health and jeopardy, it's like, there's this part of me that's like, well, this is the least I can, I can do, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I feel guilty for even feeling like this is a burden when people are out there either sick or trying to care for those who are sick. And so, um, just all the layers, layers of that, you know, um, sometimes can provide some perspective, um, but we just have to make sure also not to kind of get harsh with the reality of our own emotional experience, you know? Yeah, and on a very core level, it's how are we dealing with big change? And you know, I've said before, this this notion of impermanence is one of the things that we love to ignore um, on a moment-to-moment basis. Like I mentioned before, we wake up and we think we're eating the same cereal with the same milk and we're driving the same commute. But actually, those things, even though you do the same things every day, they're different. Um, uh, the people that brought you that cereal were all different. Uh, maybe the truck was different and the materials were a little bit different and the milk was a little bit different and the commute was, of course, different. There's people, different people on the roads and, and whatnot. And we're dealing with these small changes, but being unaware of them, we actually don't notice it. And then when big change comes, we're knocked off um, the, the seat of our uh, awareness and we move into more catastrophizing. So I think part of the antidote here is to recognize that we've been through so much change and we're okay. <laughs> uh, whoever you are, whatever whatever your life has looked like, you've gone through so much change and it might not even look that way, but we're dealing with it every single moment. The only thing that's like fully present in each and every uh, day of our lives is is impermanence. It's change. Everything's changing literally every single moment. And we we do fine, really. And so trying to come back home to that, like I'm okay, things are changing, but we have to look inward to find that sense of stability. The way we look at change can be steadfast, can be calming, can be more permanent, can feel a sense of solid ground. And again, your awareness, this observer, that which is looking at, all those things are coming and going, and you're still here. Your thoughts, all of your thoughts you've ever had have come and gone, you're still here. Beliefs, concepts, events, situations, people, you're still here. You're right here. Things are always going to move and change and shift. You're still here. And so looking at it with that lens, there's a lot of loss. But again, going back to what I originally said, some of, it, some of the loss is a title. Someone might lose their job and lose a title. There's a sense of loss. But it's somewhat fabricated. And routine, somewhat fabricated, right? That's actually not you. You're not your routine. You're not your, la- you're not your labels. You're not your job, right? Those things can shift and change. And if you allow that to shift and change, 
you're still okay. Yeah, I think our initial reaction when we hear that things are changing is it's almost one of aversion. Like we feel fear or we feel anxiety around this notion that something is going to change. And yet I always have to remind myself that there's also a lot of hope in change. You know, that's, I mean, that things, also positive things happen as a result of change. And the reality is that when things shift, we actually don't know, you know, so sometimes I think trying to create a space of curiosity or don't know mind around a change that's unfolding can be helpful. Um, I know this past weekend, for example, I was feeling a bit like, you know, all the normal things that we do on the weekend, we're not going to be able to do and kind of feeling some sense of sadness around that. And then different things arose that we did, which were positive in their own ways and, you know, allowed for other types of connection. You know, we did laundry together and clean together and bake together. And, and that was that was its own form of a positive experience and a positive memory. So it's like I think if we can at least create a little bit of space of the possibility of what we allowing what we don't know um, to just arise as it will arise that can sometimes support us in moving through those feelings. So per our usual, we're going to end with a meditation. And if you're in a place to join us, we would love that. So just giving you a few moments to find your meditative posture. And again, if you're driving or whatnot, you can still listen to the meditation, just allowing these words to move through your awareness. So turning on the light switch of awareness itself. The part of you that knows you're alive, you're breathing. You're here. Wherever that might be in in this moment. And just notice change, notice thoughts arising, falling away. Notice sounds coming and going. Noticing sensations doing the same. In a way, each moment is a loss and a rebirth. Letting everything in, letting everything out. And taking a step back every few moments, making sure you're resting in this neutral observer seat of your beingness, 
and taking refuge here, experiencing how stable awareness is when you check in, how everything is floating in and out of awareness. But awareness is like solid ground. You can rely on it. Letting be whatever you find, leaving it be as it is, no need to enhance it, follow it. or push it away. Everything is coming and going all on its own. Wishing that all beings everywhere can find the peace of this perspective, being at ease in body and mind, heart. May all beings everywhere, without exception, may they all be happy. and free from suffering. Mm -hmm.